Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast, a community of caring. I am Jamie Truman, your host. I'm one of the co-founders of Truman Charities. Our organization has raised over $1 million for several different charities as we share our message of helping others and paying it forward. We plan to continue to educate our audience on the culture of giving. On this podcast, I will interview fellow charity founders, volunteers, sponsors, and other people in the community who will share their stories. You will hear and be inspired by their selflessness and passion for helping others. Welcome to another episode of A Community of Caring. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast for your chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and my favorite gratitude journal. Please screenshot your review before you hit submit and send it to me via Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities. Now, let me introduce my guest today, founder of Turning Point Breast Cancer Rehabilitation, Jill Binkley. Jill, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited you took the time to speak with us today. Now, I want the listeners to learn a little bit about you and a little bit about why you decided to create Turning Point Breast Cancer Rehabilitation. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? So I was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 42, came as a complete shock, never had it in my family, you know, going through life, I have three kids at the time, I have three kids at the time, they were uh, 13, 12, and nine, you know, just doing life happily, you know, working as a physical therapist, and suddenly got this diagnosis, again, complete shock as it is for most women and a few, the few men that go through breast cancer. And I was in the healthcare field, um, being a physical therapist, I should have sort of known everything that was coming and known about the impact of breast cancer. But as it turned out, I had absolutely no idea. I was really shocked at the amount of time it took to go through my treatment. I had a mastectomy at the time, uh, chemotherapy, radiation, the whole full meal deal. And going through it myself, I experienced a lot of um, obviously emotional, um, physical, spiritual side effects of breast cancer and its treatment. And just really bumped through it myself, to be really honest with you. And as I sort of came out of the fog of breast cancer, I realized that there's a very huge role to play for physical therapists, exercise, nutrition, recovery support for the whole woman. And I didn't have that offered to me. And as I started to look around, um, realized that there was very little being offered in that area that was very specific to breast cancer. And so as a physical therapist, that became my calling uh, and my passion for the rest of my career. And I'm still working in the area today. Oh my gosh, that's such a heartwarming story. Now, what exactly is your mission? So we created Turning Point um, back in 2003, and our mission is to improve the lives of women and men going through breast cancer treatment while reducing barriers to care. And those barriers to care can be geographic. People living in rural communities don't have access to this care, maybe financial, the impact of cancer um, diagnosis on uh, people's ability to work and the cost of cancer care, um, that can be a barrier to treatment, um, as well as just um, racial and cultural barriers. So Turning Point's mission is to reduce those barriers to care and improve the quality of life for women and men going through breast cancer. 
with a very um, targeted focus on the whole person, um, really thinking about those physical, emotional, and spiritual needs all at the same time. Now, I'm really excited to dive a little bit deeper into your programs that you have. So can you start out with your phys- physical therapy and um, your physical therapy programs that you have? Yeah. So um, as a physical therapist, of course, that's where we started and then gradually added some of these other, some of the other things we do. Um, as we realized there was other needs um, for patients going through breast cancer. So physical therapy is a really important part of recovery after um, breast cancer surgery. So a woman uh, who's had a mastectomy, um, has a, a number of issues, um, difficulty moving their shoulder, uh, inability to do their usual activities of daily living, like even just reaching for something in a cabinet, holding a young child, it really impacts um, the physical ability, um, shoulder, um, chest wall discomfort and pain. Women who have reconstructive surgery also have other kinds of issues. Um, often they're taking some skin flaps and from other areas of the body, the abdomen, the back, and so they create even more issues. I think one of one of the ways that I look at it, an analogy would be if you had knee surgery, you would um, have pain and swelling and difficulty moving, and you would kind of expect to be referred for physical therapy after that in order to regain your mobility and get back to your usual function. But it's not associated with breast cancer surgery as much. It, most people don't even think about that as part of the recovery care. And so we find that probably less than about 20% of women, maybe even less than 10% of women get referred for physical therapy after breast cancer surgery. So our role as physical therapists begins with the surgery, ideally before surgery, because we can actually help women understand what that recovery is going to look like um, at, for those first few weeks after their surgery, even simple things like ideas about sleep positioning and can they move their shoulder or should, when should they begin to move it uh, again. And then we really start with our aftercare. Three or so weeks after surgery, we would begin uh, with gentle range of motion, um, getting mobility and strength back. So that's where we come to play, come into play there. Another part of the physical therapy care that we offer is um, attention um, to lymphedema, which is lymphedema is a chronic swelling of the arm that can develop in about 20 to 30% of people that have had breast cancer surgery. The risk for lymphedema or this chronic swelling are surgery and having lymph nodes removed, uh, radiation, and um, some other risk factors as well, but they're the two main ones. And so we see this in about 20% of women um, during and after breast cancer treatment. And by catching it early with prospective surveillance, where we are actually monitoring you from that pre-op phase all the way through their post-op phase, we can either prevent it or actually reduce it. If it does happen, we can treat it early and we're much more effective. So that's another big component of our physical therapy care. Last but not least is exercise. Exercise helps reduce our risk of recurrence of breast cancer and helps um, improve quality of life. It's the same. We talk about exercise for for everything that ails us. But in breast cancer, there's a lot of research that shows uh, how important that is in terms of full recovery. So that's sort of the areas that we are involved in most. There's a few others, but um, they're the three main areas that a physical therapist would be involved in. Well, I actually really love this because... I haven't heard about physical therapy um, being so important in a breast cancer journey. 
of a patient. And just listening to you, it's just, I'm learning so much that a lot of people, the general public just doesn't know. So I think what you're doing is really important to educate individuals because I personally didn't know. And I find this very interesting and obviously it's extremely helpful. So you also have another program that I want to talk a little bit about, and it's the MBC Connections. Can you get and uh, tell our listeners a little bit about that one? So MBC is um, metastatic breast cancer and women going through breast cancer um, who have a recurrence where the cancer is spread to other areas of their body is our term stage four, a metastatic breast cancer. And while there are a lot of very, very effective treatments that have prolonged women's and men's lives um, with metastatic breast cancer for many, many years. We have patients who um, have been coming to see us and involved in our groups for, you know, six, eight and 10 years, which in the past has, has been sort of unheard of. So that's improving, but unfortunately there's no cure for metastatic breast cancer. And that's something that is being worked on very much in, in the research area, which we all hear about the need for a cure. One of the first patients that we saw who had metastatic breast cancer back in 2003, her name was Linda Witzegruder, and unfortunately she passed away, but she became um, one of our first women that actually taught me a lot about metastatic breast cancer. It can be a very lonely journey. Uh, your friends and family don't always understand why you're still going to chemotherapy, why you still need radiation, why hasn't this ended, like with other stages of breast cancer. It's an ongoing battle. So your world of people that know a lot about what's actually happening with your life becomes very small. And you're dealing with literally life and death issues. And one of the things that we do at Turning Point is to provide support particularly for women with metastatic breast cancer with some special programs. And one is complementary counseling. And as you mentioned, the support group, the MBC Connections, it's very important. Uh, it is led by our counselor, Nanette Kennett. And one of the important parts of that is to be in a group with a counselor who's, she's a social worker who specializes in this area. And it's really helpful for people to be able to talk openly and freely with other people going through that same journey um, because it is, it can be very lonely and it's very important to share experiences and support each other. So that's one of our very important programs and obviously complimentary, but we try to, again, take care of the whole woman going through metastatic breast cancer. Sometimes we find that there's an assumption in the healthcare world that, well, of course you have uh, pain in your shoulder or pain in your knee, and maybe you should just lay low because you have this really a chronic disease going through uh, ongoing treatment. And so we sort of brush some of the things aside that actually would be really helpful to have some physical therapy and some exercise and massage therapy can help with some of the uh, physical and emotional symptoms going through um, that journey. So we tried to provide, again, a collaboration collaboration of services and care um, for this special, special group of women. And what I really love about your organization is that you focus on not just the physical, but the emotional too, as you're saying, the full person. So I want to know if there is an individual that kind of sticks out in your mind that has really thrived from one of these programs. 
So one of the women that comes to mind is um, one of our patients who um, came to us and went through our physical therapy program, exercise classes and um, support groups and, and those kinds of things. And um, actually, many women have turned turned around and, and paid it forward. But one particular woman and her three um, daughters do a an annual walk to support Turning Point. And it's called Strides for Survivors. So she has not only just paid it forward, but actually pays it forward every year. And her name is Stephanie Scalise. And she has been a wonderful supporter of Turning Point. But her journey and her recovery, obviously, with Turning Point at her side has impacted her and her daughters enough to really dig in and and support Turning Point on an ongoing basis. Oh, that's such a great story. Now, all the listeners are now thinking, now, how can I help? So I want to talk a little bit about some of your really exciting events that you have coming up. So you can you tell us a little bit about your 14th annual holiday charity golf tournament? I can. So we didn't say that at the beginning, and I should have, but um, Turning Point is a nonprofit. And we're a nonprofit because I think you can probably tell from our conversation that in health insurance, um, we, we bill health insurance, but it doesn't cover the kinds of cost of care that we are providing, which is way beyond what insurance would cover. And so we are a nonprofit and we have fundraisers and grants and and donations uh, that help support uh, the kinds of work that we do and all of the complimentary and reduced fee services and a financial assistance program that supports women who can't afford our services. So um, one of them is, as you said, is the um, Toys for Tots Golf Tournament. It's Saturday, December 11th. It's at Echelon Golf Club, and it's a really fun event because it's it's really a, a two-prong event in that it supports Turning Point um, through an auction and through entry fees and those kinds of things and sponsorships as well as um, the golfers all bring a toy and they are donated to the Toys for Tots program. So we end up with money supporting Turning Point and toys for kids at Christmas time. And it's it's awesome. It's really, it's a lot of fun. So that I think I mentioned it Saturday, December 11th. It People can reach us and find out about it on our website, as well as reaching out to me or anyone. And we'll give my contact information at the end. So when does a registration open for golfers? I believe registration is open anytime now. Um, And people can contact us or as I said on the, on the, on our website. And it's, it, we're looking for golfers, sponsors, auction items. um, And we hope people will come out and support it. Great. That sounds like a really fun event. Now, there is one event that we have to talk a little bit about because it is your annual event called the Pink Affair that will be held March 19th. And just from pictures on your website, it looks like such a fun time. Can you tell us a little bit about it? So the Pink Affair, it is a lot of fun and it's it's deliberately billed as a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, for a lot, the last couple of years, we've had to go virtual. Um, yeah. We're hoping to be live again this year. It's Saturday, March 19th, this coming year, 2022. It's raised over the years. It's raised over almost a million dollars to support people going through breast cancer and turning point. This year, it's at the Buckhead Intercontinental Hotel. It's a very special event because it's it's really it's heartwarming for people to come together to support 
the community of people going through breast cancer. It was started by Kathy Smith back, I think, about 2003 or 2002. So about the same time Turning Point got started. And it started in Kathy's basement with her sister at her home. And it started as a very small event um, supporting, again, people going through breast cancer. And gradually, it they were um, supporting Turning Point and it kind of, it became our annual gala event. And Kathy is a board member at Turning Point and it's grown over the years from a few people at Kathy's home and to we have about 500 people typically at, a, at our annual gala. It's one of awards for the best gala in Atlanta. And so we're very proud of it and very excited that we can hopefully be live this year. Oh, that is so exciting. Yes, I'm fingers crossed. So uh, I want to know what has been your most memorable moment from one of your past Pink Affair events? I think one of the most memorable moments for me at a past Pink Affair event was when we had one of our patient's husbands speak. Unfortunately, we had lost Michelle about two years before he spoke and his name is Dan Michaels. He continues to be a supporter of Turning Point and he spoke about his journey with Michelle going through breast cancer and metastatic breast cancer. They have four children and he spoke to us about how important Turning Point had been in Michelle's journey as she had um, gone through her breast cancer and how much she looked forward to being at Turning Point, to being with our staff and how we had supported her and the whole family going through it. And to have someone like Dan, Michelle's husband, come back two years later to talk about how important we had been, the organization, in her journey was extremely heartwarming. He was still grieving. There was not a dry eye in the in the whole place, but it was a true story and an authentic story. And I think we all understood the impact of having a place that women and men and families um, can go where they feel supported and loved, even though they're going through a horrific journey. And Dan continues to be a supporter of, of Turning Point. And that means a lot to us to have people that, that continue years later after they've been impacted by our organization. Wow, just listening to that story, like I'm about to cry. So I can't imagine how much that touched the audience him speaking. So thank you for sharing that. That's really amazing. Now, what can we expect from this year's event? In addition to stories like that, it's a lot of fun. Because after stories like that, we all dance and and have a lot of fun. So this year's um, Pink Affair will be no different. We usually um, start with, we have a silent auction and happy hour uh, with the silent auction. It's a beautiful hotel, a beautiful location. And as I said, it's it's a lot of fun. We also have a live auction. Um, our auctioneer, Dean Crownover, is is quite a character and um, it, he makes the whole auction process and the whole evening a lot of fun. And then we have a live band um, with dancing at the end of the evening. So it's, it's fun while you're, you know, giving and, and donating and hearing about a great cause. Now, when will you be able to purchase tickets for this event? Tickets will go on sale about the beginning of February and all the information will be on our website which I will get to at the end, but uh, it, it's all on the website. 
Perfect. And through the website, will you be able to submit if you're interested in being a sponsor or volunteering? Absolutely. So the sponsorship has started now. So we are actually um, beginning to look for sponsors now, and we do have sponsored packages um, ready to go. So anyone that's interested in either being involved as a sponsor, helping with auction items, and really directly impacting patients going through breast cancer, um, we would love them to reach out. We're always looking for people. We love businesses to help us. It can be a win-win um, because we do have sponsorships that offer some marketing opportunities for businesses. So um, we hope people that are interested will reach out. Now, if someone's looking right now, I know you have an event coming up on October 24th. So if someone is listening to this right now and they're like, you know, I really want to be a sponsor for these two upcoming events, but is there something that I can do right now to help you? You do have a Think Pink Golf event, correct? We do. So, um, yeah, the events we've been talking about are further into the year, December, and then uh, the Pink Affair in March. But for people that want to help right now, we do have a Think Pink Golf Tournament. Uh, it's put on by Marlene Simone, one of our board members, who is an amazing supporter of Turning Point. It's at Crooked Creek Golf Club in Milton. And we're looking for sponsors and auction items for that. So that's a more immediate support that that we're looking for. And we would love that as well. Perfect. Now, I want the listeners to hear this from your perspective. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Why do you believe dedicating an entire month to educating individuals on breast cancer is so important? So breast cancer gets a lot of airtime, you're right, and it gets a whole month. But if you look at it from the perspective that one in eight women will have breast cancer in their lifetime, that means that we all know someone that is going to go through breast cancer or who has gone through breast cancer. So it really affects almost every family, almost every child. We all have a mother, a daughter, wife, and a husband. Um, some men go through breast cancer and we've cared for some men going through breast cancer at Turning Point. So because it's impacting so many people, I think that's why it gets the um, the full month. And I think that's an important piece. As I mentioned before, we still don't have a cure for breast cancer. So most of us who are stage one, two, or three, we can probably rest assured that it will likely not come back, but there's always that concern that it may. And so I think everyone that goes through breast cancer shares that continued um, anxiety about whether it will recur. So I think when you start to multiply that out by the number of people affected, the number of survivors we have in the United States, um, that's why it, it has that kind of a time dedicated to it. And again, still with no cure if you have metastatic breast cancer. Now, since starting Turning Point, what have you learned that has surprised you? I think my surprise started the very first patient we had, which was I had this idea that I had gone through breast cancer and I had arm issues. I have lymphedema. I still have lymphedema, um, that swelling that I mentioned. You know, I'd bump through it. Um, I'd ask my doctor, could I exercise? Could I continue to run during my treatment? And he sort of said, well, only if you need to. So basically, I bumped through breast cancer treatment and felt all of these same emotional grief kinds of issues. And I think my first surprise was a first patient that we had, they felt the same way. And so it sort of 
began sort of to mushroom, if you will, into realizing that almost all people that go through breast cancer treatment and their families have the same kind of impact and issues that I faced and that there is a need to support um, women and men and families going through breast cancer treatment. Yeah, and there's such a need for organizations like yours, Turning Point. So how can the listeners help you outside of these wonderful events that you have going on? We are always um, in need of donors and corporate partners to help provide the care that we offer that, as I mentioned, is way beyond what insurance covers. And so individual donors, corporate partners, corporate sponsorships, that's an important piece um, that supports the kind of work that we do. And as I mentioned, because we're a relatively local and small organization that does a lot of regional, national outreach, you can directly impact breast cancer survivors immediately by making a donation or by supporting us through your corporation. So we're looking for that all the time. Our annual campaign is coming up November and December this year. So that's a a place to give as well. It's also helpful to have volunteers. Um, We're always looking for volunteers to help with our pink affair, to help with some of our events. And and so that's another area of support that we always need. And we're we're thrilled to have uh, people reach out to us with that as well. The last area is we have a lot of people doing community fundraisers for us on our behalf. For example, Scottsdale Farms in Milton, every year they do a pink event in October. And that's something that we support, of course, but people out there doing um, fundraising on our behalf really helps us because our staff is small. Um, Our staff is focused on taking care of patients. So this is an area that is really helpful to us. It spreads the word that we're here so that someone may hear about Turning Point and if they have a friend that needs us, um, it gets the word out to that we're here and available and here to help. It also helps raise money. So that's another area. People do um, birthday fundraisers, you know, having people donate to Turning Point um, on behalf of them for their birthday. And those kinds of things are really helpful as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, before I let you go, Jill, can you tell, can you give our listeners your website and your social media handles so they can follow all the amazing work you're doing for the community? Absolutely. Um, Our website is myturningpoint.org. Our Facebook page is Turning Point BCR, and so is our Instagram. So that makes it easy. So turning Facebook and Instagram are both Turning Point BCR. And we would love you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We put all of our events there. So anything we've talked about this morning, if you check out our Facebook page, that's the most up-to-date place to find everything. And our website is getting a new look and that launches um, early November. So we're excited about that. So please, you know, that's turning point, myturningpoint.org is our website. Please check us out. Oh, well, thank you, Jill, so much for taking the time to talk to us and your amazing organization. You are helping the community so much. So thank you, Jill. And I want to say thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of A Community of Caring. Until next time. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities or check out our website, trumancharities.com. 
I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time.